Hi, this is Shannon, and I want to talk to you about my pillow because trust me, I have one of everything. Good news, Mike Lindell is back with his quality products with big discounts for listeners of the show. Go to mypillow.com/regularjoe or call 1-800-648-3665 promo code regularjoe. My pillow is having their big 20th anniversary sale on limited edition my pillows with prices as low as 19.95 for the queen size pillow. I love the my pillow all season slippers. Right now they have the lowest price ever with just $25 with the promo code REGULARJOE. They're easy to clean, hand-sewn moccasin design, made to wear year-round in all climates. And right now they're having the biggest bed sheet sale ever with the Giza Dream Sheet set, as low as $29.98 with promo code REGULARJOE. These sheets come in nine solid colors and four flannel colors. 400 thread count sizing from Twin to California King. They're all machine washable and durable and come with a 10-year warranty. Visit MyPillow.com slash REGULARJOE or call 1-800-648-3665 promo code regular joe that's 1-800-648-3665 promo code regular joe Welcome, Joe Giganti, regular Joe here with you on this hump day Wednesday. Hope you are doing well and things are off to a great start. You can be a part of it as Vicky had and James have been. 888-737-1737, 888-737-1737. Now what, uh, oh yeah, I saw that, sorry. Looking at a notice, yes, there's breaking news. I had it up here on the screen a moment ago, now i got to find it. Um, I did print it. But, uh, yeah, so in light of all the other things going on, of course, we have the debt, the you know, the soaring debt right now, which the interest on the nation's debt set to exceed our defense budget as the House is deciding whether or not to sign off on a $96 billion boondoggle. But then you have on top of that, where did, uh, I know you gave this to me. Is this, uh, where'd it go? Uh, Well, either way, Joe Biden just, uh, just, "Quote unquote," forgave another billion. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm just looking. This is absolutely unbelievable. Why am I surprised though? This is the real question. Why am I surprised at all? But he's forgiven more student loan debt, which of course there is no forgiveness involved in this. It's just a giveaway of other people's money, because as we all know, the money's going to get paid. It's just going to get paid by everybody else. He's shifting the debt. Now, mind you, he's not supposed to even be allowed to do this, but he's getting away with it because, well, who's fighting it? Who's? I mean, the, the courts shut him down, tried to, but it's $1.2 billion <clears throat> canceling it, quote-unquote canceling it, six months ahead of schedule. Now, again, I'm, I'm all for stopping this, but as he continues to do this, you, again, you pair that with Kevin O'Leary's cry, uh, clarion call to stop spending money and stop doing business in New York. Perhaps we can get that 2.0 going again. Now, bear in mind on that front, I mentioned this before for those just tuning in. Could Kevin O'Leary, who is famous for being on the Shark Tank, but is a big investor on the media, has been going around doing the rounds saying to everybody, Fox, Newsmax, CNN, Maybe MSNBC, but CNBC. And if he hasn't been on MSNBC, they've been playing the sound bites 
<clears throat> where he said variants of New York is a loser state and I'm not going to invest. And now you have several other big names also saying they're going to pull their businesses out, which I think is smarter or stop investing in businesses there. It's a great way to make a point, an important point, especially if you want to stay in business. And that's despite the fact that Kathy Hochul, which, of course, is the, the governor, she's tried to swage people saying, look, look, they have nothing to worry about. As a matter of fact, uh, it was yesterday's roster. Uh, what was the, uh, was it cut number? I think it's cut number six from yesterday. Yeah, here's the governor on WABC AM 770, Radio 77, saying, have no fear. Law-abiding and rule-following New Yorkers who are business people have nothing to worry about because uh, they're very different than Donald Trump and his behavior. Now, for the record, you should never, ever, 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 ever trust a politician that says we should have the ability to invade your privacy and take away your, your civil rights as long as you have nothing to fear, right? Why wouldn't you let us in the house? Why wouldn't you let us see your bank account? I mean, unless you're doing something wrong. Uh, you have nothing to fear, right? Except for the fact that what we've seen in the continued persecution of Donald Trump, which, let's be clear, is the persecution of conservative Americans, is very Stalinistic, very communist Russia. Show me the man, I will find the crime. Ironically, one of the comments that Hickey Naley made in her little huckster event yesterday <clears throat> was, well, you know, we don't have Soviet-style elections and we can't just anoint Donald Trump. Well, we are in a Soviet-style election in that they are persecuting openly the leading candidate who is in opposition to the reigning king, to the reigning czar, albeit a puppet czar, but still. And every time she tells you not to worry about it and shows, well, he just brings chaos. Donald Trump didn't bring chaos. The people attacking Donald Trump brought the chaos. Why is that so hard to see and understand? Of course, she's smart enough to see it, to understand it. She doesn't want to. Hochul wasn't done, though, by the way. She was at a press gaggle yesterday. She went from saying, hey, hey, you got nothing to fear here. She kind of took it to another step. I just got off the phone with Attorney General Tish James and spoke to her about how this sends a strong message that in the state of New York, businesses, business people who commit fraud and to hide their assets will be caught and prosecuted. Whether you're the president of the United States, a past president and forever past president of the United States, hmm. or you're an ordinary business person, no one above, is above the law here in the state of New York. And I congratulate her and her effort for making sure that that is a message that is heard loud and clear. Well, the message was heard loud and clear. Don't do business in New York, because if we don't like you, we will persecute and prosecute you. And the little forever past president, is that your politics coming to play? As you talk to your good old buddy Tish? Tish and I were talking. We were having a little tea and crumpets together. But we like to call them trumpets. See what we did? Tea and trumpets? Because <laughs> we're after Trump. That's their little game they play. Now, again, back to this question, is Donald Trump diminished cognitively? Well, I don't know. He talked about Joe Biden's 
declined, rather politely, I might add, cut 21, and he seemed rather clear on the situation. He's, uh, he's declined, and there's no question about it, but he was always sort of semi-declined if you go back 25 years. <laughs> no, but he was not one of the smarter people. He's tried to be president many times, four times at least that they know of. And all of a sudden, when he's most diminished, this is when he hit, and he, he did it. But uh, if you look at me, I feel, and I really mean this, and I would tell you, I, and I think you tell me, too, because we've known each other a long time. If I was, if I felt diminished, okay, let's use a nice term. If I felt diminished or declined in any way, I think I'd know it. And I think I'd say, I'm not running. Somebody should talk to him. But if he runs, he runs. If he runs, he runs. He's not so worried about it. Now the question came up, who do, the, who do you think all the, because, you know, the whole Donald Trump's going to be a dictator. No, it, it, clearly not the case. But he said, well, on the world stage, who do you think they prefer? Again, Trump, right on, right on time. They want him very badly to be president. I mean, I'm sure a lot of money's being spent on, uh, between Russia and uh, China. No question with China. Russia, too. Look, uh, Ukraine would have never happened. I know Putin so well. And it was the apple of his eye. Ukraine was the apple of his eye. I said, don't ever do it. Now, this led to a part of the conversation, because one of Hickey Nailey and another, well, what's your thing about Navalny? Now, he addressed this, I thought, in a very interesting and unique way. First, he talked about his history with Vladimir Putin in Cut 26. And remember this, Putin took land from every president of our last five, except for one, me. People and now, now he's going for the big one. He's people, going for all of Ukraine. No. He's people, going for all of Ukraine. Not this a little piece. Now, he's going for all of, people, And that's under Biden. People. Could you let him finish the answer? Like, seriously, it just kills me. Either way, he went on then. The Navalny question came up, and he handled it, I thought, in a very good way. And a matter of fact, brought it home in a way that I didn't expect, but he's absolutely correct, 27. Navalny is a very sad situation, and he's very brave. He was a very brave guy because he went back. He could have stayed away and, frankly, probably would have been a lot better off staying away and talking from outside of the country as opposed to having to go back in because people thought that could happen, and it did happen, and it's a horrible thing. But it's happening in our country, too. Uh, we are turning into a communist country in many ways, and if you look at it, I'm the leading candidate. I got indicted. I never heard of being indicted before. I was going to... I got indicted four times. I have eight or nine trials, all because of the fact that I'm, and you know this, all because of the fact that I'm in politics. They indicted me on things that are so ridiculous. Exactly. He turned, he said, they're doing Navalny here, pointing out, you know, yeah, there is Soviet-style elections, but just not the way they're being described by others. And then he took firm, firm aim. And again, what, what differences happened? First of all, under him, Russia was kept in check. Now he says they're Navalnying us here. Laura Ingram said a very, again, I thought it was a smart question. He answered it well, 28. Uh, do, you, do you see yourself as a potential political prisoner in the United States because that's their goal is to put you in jail behind your bars, right, to the, to the, for the rest of your life? If I were that? losing in the polls, they wouldn't even be talking about me, and I wouldn't have had any legal fees. If you had retired from politics, would all these if cases... If I were out, I think, although they hate me so much, I'm, I think if I got out there, still, let's pursue this guy. We can't stand this guy. I, you know what? At this point, he might be right. Now, she made a big deal. Will you debate Will you debate Biden? He said, anywhere, anytime, not a problem. I'm challenging him here from your show. And then he went to the decision out of New York, Judge Engeron. 
And again, you know, for someone that they're trying to say is a lot like Biden, the the, the nine-day difference. And if people can't see it, like Hickey Nally, maybe it's proof she shouldn't be running for high office. Cut 24, he addresses the fine. Well, I have a lot of cash, but that doesn't mean he can take it. I mean, you know what he did? I think he looked at my cash and he said, well, we'll take all of his cash. This is all coming out of the White House. This is all, everything that you see, whether it's that one or the DA, nobody knows that. Everything is coming out. This is all election interference. They're trying to damage me so they can win another. So they can win another election. And then he points something out, which I thought was a brilliant stroke, a brilliant move, addressing the egregious nature of Engeron's fine, He had this to say in Cut 25. The Eighth Amendment, excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishment inflicted. That's the Eighth Amendment. Excessive fines. I have... Much more applause than Hickey Nilly ever got. Cut number 29, he goes a little farther. He says, look, this is fascism, it's communism, and it's the Navalnying of my attempt to run for president. It's a form of Navalny. It is a form of... Uh, communism or fascism. Uh, The guy's a nut job. I've known this for a long time, and I've said it openly. Uh, No jury, no anything. Uh, Letitia James is horrible attorney general in New York, campaigned on, I will get Trump, I will get Trump. We went through a trial. It turned out we're totally innocent on everything. And he fined me $355 million plus interest on other things. 355. And what we did, in fact, my, my financial statements were conservative. Everybody made money. There was no victim. The bank gets up and says, we love this guy. I mean, they, they you love... You paid uh, back the loans. 100%. No defaults, no anything. The bank asked me to... You know, banks lend money. That's how they make money. They asked me, would I borrow some money? They asked me. I didn't need the money. I had a lot of cash. And what happens is this guy ruled that I was guilty before the trial started. He didn't even know anything about it. He ruled that a house in Florida called Mar-a-Lago is worth $18 million when it's worth from 50 to 100 times. Unbelievable. But he's, again, spot on. I got to get a couple quick before we hit the break. They're too good. I got to... So she played something Nancy Pelosi said about, about Trump's supposed beholdenness to Putin, and his response is classic Donald Trump. Here's Nancy Pelosi first. What does he have on Donald Trump that he have to constantly be catering to Putin, telling Putin, go into these countries, NATO countries? I think it's probably financial. It's nothing quite as nice as listening to her dentures. Well, Trump responded. So I know the real Nancy Pelosi. She's highly overrated. Let me just tell you about Nancy. I went in. It's all sound bites. You know, with them, it's all misinformation. Everything is dis and mis. Little difference. Dis and misinformation. I went in, got in, and I stopped Nord Stream 2. Most people don't know what that. That's the Russian pipeline. The most important economic deal plus. It's, I call it economic plus much more than economic ever. I stopped it. I told Germany, you're not having it. I told all of Europe, you're not having it. Anybody that wants to have it, they're not dealing with you. I ended it. That's the biggest deal ever in the history of Russia. They are going to supply Europe with oil and gas. I ended it. Biden comes in and he vetoed what I had done. It was done. Nord Stream 2 was done and he approved it. But he ended the Keystone Pipeline, which is our pipeline, which should have been approved. 
When people say that about Russia, and Putin would even say to me, he said, you treat us very bad. I had sanctions on Russia that nobody's ever put there before. In fact, Biden took them off. It's just misinformation. And then a question from the audience. What about all this talk of revenge? If you're reelected, it'll be all about your revenge. Cut 32. Uh, I don't care about the revenge thing. I know they usually, usually use the word revenge. Will there be revenge? Uh, my revenge will be success. And that is the way you do it, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly that. The greatest revenge is success. And Donald Trump knows something about success. I think he handled it beautifully. Now, we'll put the cherry on the top of the dessert when we get back in terms of what the left is saying. The regular Joe radio show.